Today on episode 208 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, I'm going to tell you about the danger of using images you find on Google Images. And I'm also going to tell you a kind of a modern day David and Goliath story that's also related to online images. Don't worry, you'll understand in a few minutes. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I think it's cool when someone leaves me a podcast review over on iTunes, just like Steve1951Kansas did this past week. He wrote, I do a lot of walking for exercise and I consume many podcasts. I found The Computer Tutor and have enjoyed many episodes. The young wizard that has been helping me with my computer maintenance has finally gotten too busy with college to give prompt service anymore. I plan to call Scott next time I need help. So thank you for that, Steve from Kansas. I assume you're from Kansas. And if you have a problem with your computer, I'm the one to call for help. It doesn't matter if you're in Kansas or Kalamazoo or Cucamonga. I can do just about any repairs remotely. So if you need help, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen over at my website. That's at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 208. So let's get started. Today we're talking about something that a lot of people do. And this thing is pretty dangerous, but many people don't realize what the dangers are when they do this. I'm talking about grabbing photos from a Google image search and using those photos on your website or on your blog or in a Twitter post, any kind of public place like that. The thing is about that, it's so stinking easy to just get exactly the photo you're looking for. Like you might be doing a blog post about uh, your trip to New York City, for example, and you need a nice picture of Times Square as part of that post. So you just pull up Google Images and search on Times Square, and there you're going to see about a billion pictures of that place. So you know you can just right-click on any one of them and save it and then upload it to your blog. Pretty easy. And that's what a lot of people do. And here's where it goes wrong, though. You don't have the copyright privileges for that picture that you snagged from Google. That means you don't have permission to use it. Now, obviously, that doesn't stop a lot of people from using those pictures anyway, and some of them actually even get away with it without any consequences. But a lot of people do get in trouble by doing that, and it can be pretty expensive. Now, you might be thinking this, look, my blog doesn't get a lot of traffic, not many people even know about it, so how could anyone ever find out or even notice that I have a picture on my website that I didn't purchase or didn't get permission to use? I don't even know who owns that picture, and they sure don't know me, and it's not hurting anything, so what's the risk? Here's the risk. A company called Getty Images. You probably heard of Getty Images, and it's pretty likely you've sometime seen some online articles, and the picture with the article had a credit tag that said Getty Images. Getty owns the copyright license for a huge number of images. And, and Getty Images has two big ways of making money. First of all, they sell licenses to the images that they own. 
You want to use one of their images, you pay them, and you can use the image online. But the second big way they make money is by constantly searching the internet for their own images and finding websites that are using them without paying for the rights. They have software that makes this very easy. In fact, you can even do this search yourself. Just find an image online on any website and do a right-click on it, and you'll see an option to search Google Images and see all the websites that are using that actual same image on the other sites. And I'm pretty sure Getty doesn't just do this with a simple Google search. They most likely have their own proprietary software that does an even more comprehensive search for their own pictures. And when they find someone using an image or maybe several images that are owned by Getty, but the website owner didn't purchase the rights to use them, they generate a letter to the owner of that website or blog demanding payment. In fact, the letter itself includes an invoice, and it can be a small amount like $100, or in some cases it can be much larger amount like several hundreds or even thousands of dollars. And in most cases, they get paid. The website owner can't just take the pictures off the site and say, sorry, won't happen again. By the time Getty Images finds the images on display, it's too late for that. Usually the site owner decides that it's too expensive to hire a lawyer, and they know they did actually use the pictures without permission anyway, so they'd probably lose the case in the end. So it's easier just to pay the bill. And if they just ignore the bill, Getty will take them to court and get a judgment, which messes up their credit, and it's just a big hassle. So Getty doesn't just do this to make sure websites aren't using the images without permission. They are doing this as part of their business plan to make money. That means they don't negotiate. And as you can imagine, a lot of website and blog owners don't have too many nice things to say about Getty images. They're not very popular at all. So that's the lesson to learn today. If you need to use an image, find out who owns it and purchase the copyright privileges to be able to use it legally. Or there are images available at various places online that are free to use, or sometimes they might have some restrictions on use, like you can only use it on a personal blog but not on a commercial website, that kind of thing. You can even search Google Images and put a filter on and tell it to only show you the images that are free to use. But just make sure you do it right, because you don't want to be the next person that gets a payment demand letter from Getty Images. And speaking of people getting a letter from Getty, there was this really fun story in the news just recently. I love stories like this, and I think you're going to like this one too. There's a lady named Carol, and she got one of those bullying payment demand letters from Getty Images after she posted a picture on her website, and Getty told her that she had to pay $120 for the use of that photo, along with all the implied threats of legal action and all that. But this time... Getty made a mistake. In this case, the photo that Getty wrote that letter about, they didn't even own it. That photo was actually donated to the Library of Congress as part of a collection of over 18,000 photos, all of them donated, and all of them are available to the public to use without any copyright restrictions at all. So here was Getty saying to Carol, hey, we own that photo and you used it without our permission, so you have to pay us money. When in fact, they didn't even own that photo at all. And you know how Carol knew all of this? Because Carol is Carol Highsmith. She's a professional photographer. And the photo that was referenced in that payment demand letter was her own photo. She's traveled all over America taking some amazing pictures, and she's donating that entire collection. 
So good old Getty Images really picked the wrong person to send one of their famous letters to. And Carol's not just letting it drop at that. She's actually filed a federal lawsuit against Getty Images, accusing Getty of illegally claiming rights to her collection of images and charging other people to use those images. That lawsuit is asking for over $1 billion in damages. And there's precedent for this as well. Last time Getty was caught doing this, it cost them $1.5 million. So this case will be a fun one to watch. And really, you have to wonder, how many times has Getty done this and actually gotten away with it? But hopefully they get slapped hard enough this time that they'll maybe rethink their business model for the future. And once again, the website to remember is computertutorflorida.com forward slash support when you buy on Amazon. That's one way you can support the show whenever you need to buy something online. And since Amazon has just about anything you can think of, that's probably where you're shopping anyway. So if you're not sure how all that works, just get in touch with me. I can remote into your computer. I can put a little Amazon bookmark right on your screen. So all you have to do is click that and it'll take you directly to Amazon and they'll send me a referral fee whenever you shop there. And once again, if you have any ideas for the show, if you have any questions, any comments, I'd love to hear it. I do read every email that comes in. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line. That's 727-386-9468, and leave a message anytime, day or night. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.